preaching. I've never seen this until last Sunday. We wrapped up the service here about the Lebanese woman who approached Jesus while he was at the table. And I don't want to completely divulge how the sausage is made. In other words, how the sermons develop in my personal relationship with God's precious Holy Spirit. But I must tell you that immediately after last week's message, the Spirit of God did prompt me and led me towards this undeniable truth that the gospel captures some of the most memorable, significant Christ encounters. And many of them happen to take place around a table. A table. Never preached this before. Never saw it till last week. These tables now serve as a biblically substantiated, spirit-empowered, prophetic prescription for such a time as this. So permit me to submit to you for your prayerful consideration the fact that we must likewise, spiritually speaking, visit these tables. These tables must emerge as part of our testimony. Let me begin with number one, the master's table. Say the master's table. Let me repeat a little bit from the last two weeks. It happens to be the theme from the past few weeks, but it's a story that we covered already. I just want to give you one more additional point. It's Matthew 15, 27. Yes, Lord, even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from the master's table. We covered the story for two weeks now. A Lebanese woman with a demon-possessed daughter approaches Jesus while he was at the table. The controversial rhetorical pushback by Jesus and her tenacity resulted in her daughter being set free. Jesus had mercy upon her because of her faith. This is the master's table. The master's table is the place of mercy. The master's table is where you experience breakthrough. The master's table is where you discover that what you say in the presence of God will impact what your loved ones experience even if they are not in God's presence yet. The master's table is where you discover that the word that comes out of your mouth will determine what God does with your family. Words that come out of your mouth. The master's table says, even though it's not my season, I'm not going anywhere without my breakthrough. Even though it's not your season, God will make it your season. Don't leave the table. You have a place at the master's table. Your hunger must be greater than your fear. Your faith will not permit you to leave God's presence without the promise. The Song of Solomon chapter 2 verse 4 says, He brought me to the banqueting house to sit at the table, and his banner over me was love. Luke 14, 15, when one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Yeah, it's about your place at the master's table. Pastor Ava and I went to a restaurant in Roseville. This is before COVID. And we went to this restaurant. It's a seafood place primarily. We'll mention the name, but it wasn't Red Lobster. <laughs> Red Lobster and the seafood lover in you. All right, so it wasn't Red Lobster. So Pastor Ava and I go. We were hungry. And... We go in there and sign up, come to the table. May I help you, sir? Sure. Uh, we, we, you know, we table for two, please. Two. Have you made a reservation? No, we have not. Did you call ahead? No, we have not. Okay. Took you about 15, 20 minute wait. Pastor Ava, are you willing to wait? Pastor Ava said, yeah, we'll wait. So they gave me one of these things, these 
long, these like vibrating beeper thingy-wingies. Put them in your pockets. You get what I'm talking about, right? I mean, it's pretty, you put them in there and you walk away, you could be boom, and you can I want everyone in our church to have one. I want to be able to, in my crazy world, I want to have a button here. At any given moment when things are flat, just, oh, praise be the Lord. Hey, glory to God. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, my crazy mind. True story. 15, 20 minutes. We walked out the restaurant. So we, we, I, we, I was going to say Whole Foods, it would kind of give it away. So we, we passed by, <laughs> came right back. So he's a few minutes later, hey, maybe, maybe they'll call us. Maybe we're out of range. Go back. So we went back. So we went back there. Nothing yet. The thing hadn't zzzz yet. So we, we haven't been called yet, right? So we're there. We're waiting. Another couple comes in behind. Doors open. Choo. Couple comes in. Go to the same girl. Hostess. We would like a table for two. Hostess says, have you made a reservation? They said, no. Have you called ahead? No. The hostess says, I have a table for you. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Now look, folks, Pastor Sam, he lives what he preaches. It's called integrity. But, and I'm a lamb, but I'm a lion. Because Jesus, Galatians chapter 3, have the same nature, lamb and lion. So I saw that, and I just couldn't stay quiet. I just couldn't, because my, my, my woman and me, when that woman get hungry, oh, glory to God. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. So, true story, true story. That just happened. They set them down. I'm like dumbfounded because I'm right here. She, and, and Pastor Ava's here. We just see this couple take our table. This is me. I'm, I waited for the hostess to come back. Came back. Right behind her little podium. Pastor Ava knows me. She gave me the look. She, and it wasn't the look like, don't. She gave me the look like, do it. Do it. On many occasions, she's given me the look of, don't you dare. This time, that woman had, her hunger was greater than her fear. She said, do it. So I went up. May I help you? Oh, yes, you may. <laughs> Young lady, you just gave that table to a couple who came in behind us with no reservation, no pre-call, and then we're waiting for 22 minutes now. And yet you gave them a table like this. She could have said, oh, I messed up. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. And everything would have been covered. 
I would have said, hey, Jesus forgave me, I forgive you, we're good. <laughs> Honestly, an apology just fixes everything. It didn't happen. She looked at me and went like, well, you're going to have to wait 10, 15, 20 more minutes. I've got a feeling. So I looked at her. She's right there. I looked at her and just did this. I go, I'm going to speak to the manager. She pivoted to the chief hostess, supervising hostess, who was next to her. Supervising hostess comes over, says, may I help you? I say, respectfully, you may definitely not help me. She went, pardon me? I went, no, you can't help me. She went, is there a problem here? Yes. Is there something you're bothered with? Yes. May I help you? You can't. She went, I can't help you? No, I want to speak to the manager. Are you the manager? No, then I'm not talking to you. I want to speak to the person who has the authority and the power to give me what I... That's the problem. Some of y'all are trying to speak to a middle person to get back what the enemy stole from you. You're trying to speak to someone who has no authority in your life to give you what the enemy took from you. Stop talking to the chief hostess. Stop talking to the middleman. You know who the manager is. You know who the king of kings and the lord of lords is. The one who has the power to give you back everything you stole. His name is Jesus. You're some, some of you are looking for Uncle Sam to give you only what God can give you. Some of you are looking for relationships and plugs. Trying to get a hack. To give you only what God can give you. You know why we knew? On the outside of that restaurant, this will give it away. The general manager's name is posted outside for that day. So we knew the name of the person who had the authority. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you right now, the moment you learn this secret, you have a place at the table. The Bible says that Jesus paid a price for you to have a place at the table. You're not getting this. You don't have to be like the Lebanese woman begging for crumbs. I feel the Lord. You have a place at the table. Don't let anyone take away what God already ordained with your name on it. Don't let life, do not permit hell, do not permit haters, shame, sin, or the past to take away your place at the table. manager comes out the manager came out I looked at him he says there a problem sir I go there definitely is you're the manager yes sir it's my name outside wonderful then you're the one of the authority there it is you see that table where that couple right now is smiling eating that delicious anointed bread with the butter that just came out of the oven that calamari has my name on it and that's my table. They came in here. That hostess gave it to them when I was waiting here with my lovely wife whose hunger is greater than her fear for 20 minutes. Now, now, and he looked at me and went like, is that what happened? The hostess said, yeah, yeah. And she couldn't even explain. And, and, and so he looked at her and said, sir, we got this. He looked at the same hostess and said, get him a table right now. The hostess says, sir, there is no table available. All the tables are packed. They're going to have to wait. The manager says, if you have to find the table in the back and put it out, 
find them a table right now. I'm not sharing with you a story. I'm speaking to you biblically. I'm here to tell you, you're about to get back everything the enemy stole from you. You're about to get back everything COVID stole from you. You're about to get back everything fear and depression and addiction stole from you. Somebody here should be praising like you know you're going to get it all back. You know you're going to get it all back. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 12 says, God will give you a double blessing for every moment of difficulty. Come on. If you're getting this, raise your hand. I promise this every day. I will repay two blessings for each of your troubles. Zechariah 9, 12. Joel 2, 25 says that God has the power to restore the years you lost. The fruitless years, the painful years, the BC years, the broken years. I love that. I love that. That's the master's table. Don't ever give up your spot. By the way, we ate and we lived happily ever after. Huh? We did get free stuff. Oh, yeah, they gave us stuff that we never even paid. See, that'll preach. Some of you are about to get some stuff you didn't even pay for. Oh, you didn't you even miss that. Some of you are going to, God's going to bless you in such a way, you're going to get stuff you didn't even pray for. I'm... All right. A little bit tight. Real quick, real quick. I mean, we're going to go through this real quick, but this is, this is all Bible. Watch this. The second table is Matthew 21, 12. And they're not going to take this long. This is quick now. This is a wham, bam, thank you, Sam. No pun intended. Real quick. This is the most controversial table because this table is the overturn table. What do you mean? Jesus walks into the temple. He finds that they're selling doves. They're selling things in the temple. Jesus is full of righteous indignation. He discovers that his Jewish faith is no longer a transformational faith. It is now a transactional religion. You missed it. He found out that they sold out his faith, and his faith was now more about transactions and not about transformation. And the religion was corrupted. The faith was corrupted. So Jesus, sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus... Sweet Jesus. Sweet chariot. Sweet Jesus. Y'all thinking, what coffee did he have this morning? Oh, man, they don't spike Starbucks, do they? So, you know, the thing is that we have this concept of Jesus. People have this, like, idea. Jesus was so, and he is sweet, but he's a lamb and a lion. When you expect Jesus to do this, he goes into a church and he does this. This really happened, guys. He walked in there. He went, what you all doing in this temple? What are you doing in my temple? And he does this. He literally flipped the tables over. Oh, by the way, don't give me this. Oh, but he was really delicate about it. He removed his stuff and said, pardon me, get out of the way. No, he flipped it with an attitude. He did. In other words, if when what's outside of you is out of alignment with what God has placed inside of you, don't tolerate it. Turn it upside down. Flip it. 
it, this is not just for the church, but it's for you individually, in your family, your home, your marriage, your way of thinking. You have to learn to flip the table. There's a table where you sit, and there's a table that you have to flip. There's a table that you have to turn up on that. You have to. You can't permit things that are out of alignment of the word of God, the will of God, and the way that is God. Because if you leave the table there, if, if you're permitting things in your life to sell out your destiny, to compromise your integrity, are you with me right now? That, that, that you will never see everything that God has for you and your family. There has to come a tape, a moment where you say, enough is enough. I'm not going to permit this in my family anymore. Enough is enough. I'm not going to permit this anymore. We have to flip the table. I, I, I don't want to get, there's no purpose of getting controversial. That's not the purpose here. But I, I, want, I want you to hear me. We need a transformational life and not a transactional mindset. What does that mean? If, if the people around you, if you're still transactional, which is what they were guilty of, if you, if you live like this, the people around me, I'm going to get something from them. That's transactional. The moment you become transformational is when you say, I want to add value to everyone I meet, everyone I know. When I'm 105 years old and the good Lord Jesus calls me home, if, if, if the Lord tarries, I want people to say, Pastor Sam added value to my life. Yeah. My life is richer because that person occupied space on this planet. Are you with me? Make sure you don't live like even your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your friends, your staff, your relationships. Make sure you're not doing this. What can I get out of you? That's the stuff that makes Jesus flip the tables. Are you getting this right now? And I want to remind everyone that Jesus already took care of the only transaction that matters. Woo! Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ paid the price. That transaction to free us from the curse. Woo! And to give us the blessings of Abraham. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, you were bought with a price. That's transactional. His transaction led to our transformation. Are you with me right now? I, I, one more little thing on this. I, I don't. I have a question for you, and I mean this. If Jesus were to visit churches in 2021, and I don't want to be condemning, and I never speak disparagingly because the church is the most wonderful thing on the planet, but would he flip some tables? Would he flip some tables? I, I want to speak to all of us collectively, all of us. So it's, it, it's about us. I'm not pointing to anyone. We're doing this. We have to make certain we're not selling out the gospel. We cannot exchange truth for followers. Sound doctrine for likes. And the message of the cross for a message of comfort. Are you with me? The now generation will be held accountable by both God and the next generation with what we do with the gospel of Jesus today. In other words, if the next generation goes to hell, it's because the now generation failed to show them heaven. If you're getting this, raise your hand. We can't, we can't sell out the gospel. Pastor Sam, are we, are we doing things? Every time, every time that we refuse to speak truth, every time we are silent when the enemy is giving out a lie out there, we're selling out the gospel. I, I'm here to declare that this church is fully committed to preaching the truth. And, and, and I, we love our followers and we love our likes, but we love Jesus even more. And our objective is not for you 
to feel good about yourself. That's great, but it's not our primary objective. Our primary objective of us gathering here every Sunday is for you to be saved, delivered, healed, baptized with God's spirit, for you to live out your God-ordained purpose. Sometimes that'll make you laugh like you did before. Sometimes it'll make you feel uncomfortable. That's called the convicting power of God, the Holy Spirit. Are you with me right now? So I want to let you know, and I love our people, but we're going to continue here. We're going to avoid this because we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to say the truth if it's in the word of God. The truth about Jesus being the only way to be saved because he is the only way to be saved. The truth about families and human sexuality. The truth about men and women about boys and girls about ladies and gentlemen the truth about holiness and grace are you with me right now we're going to speak the truth of god's word and we're not going to compromise it if you believe it say amen, amen. so get a shirt and says warning i flip tables <laughs> quickly let me wrap up here this is the worship table somebody say worship table Matthew 26, verse 7, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar, very costly perfume. She poured it on his head. John chapter 4 says that God is looking for those that worship him in spirit and in what? In spirit and in what? Ladies and gentlemen, you begin at the master's table. You get the spiritual courage to flip the tables that are out of order. You do the worship table. Some people only worship on Sunday mornings. If that's all you do, you have an issue. You don't just worship when you come to church. Monday through Sunday, you should have a worshiping commitment. You are a worshiper before you are anything else. And I do believe the past year has done a lot, a lot. A lot of people have suffered. Listen, I lost family members, not here, but I literally lost people in my family. My cousin died out of COVID. I had family friends, past pastor friends. And how do you try to explain all that as a Christian, as a pastor? It's painful. We have empathy. A lot of people have lost their worship. They don't praise the way they used to. They don't worship the way they used to. If there's anything that has been diminished, it's the level of worship and praise. But I want to remind you, whoo, something that George and I learned in South Africa. That, you know, again, we, mm, we, I mean, we've all been tragically impacted by all these things. What I call them the hyenas of our reality. But I know this. I learned that the hyena's laughter, especially when it's destroying you and sees you wounded, Google it, please. Don't take my word for it. Two miles. The laughter of a hyena, it sounds like a laughter. The high-pitched utterance that comes out of the hyena's mouth, voice box. It sounds like laughter. And it, and it reaches two miles. You could hear the devil laughing two miles. Guess what? You know where the lion's roar reaches? Five miles. Oh, you missed it. Your praise will always go further than everything the devil does against you. Let me say that one more time. Your praise will always go further than your pain. Oh, your praise, your worship will always go further than your wounds. Are there any lions in the house here today? Some of you all need to worship. You've been through a tough year. By the way, some of you look like that. You're wounded, but you're still a lion. You're bleeding, but you're still a lion. You've been through a process, but you're still a lion. Are you with me? Somebody shout unto God with the voice. Because wounded lions still roar. And broken lions still have a roar. Google it, don't take my word for it. 112 decibels. That's the volume. How loud the hyenas laugh. 
guess who has a higher? The lion's roar is always louder than the hyena's laugh. You missed it. Not only does it go further, it's louder. I'm going to tell you right now, get ready. What God's about to do in you, with you, and through you will be louder than everything the enemy did against you. Get ready. This is the table beyond betrayal. The Bible says that Jesus sat at the table with his disciples, the Last Supper. And he said this. What he's eating. He says, one of you will betray me. This is the beyond betrayal table. We all have to go through these tables. I'm telling you. The master's table where you learn you have destiny in Christ. Flip the table where you understand there are things you can't tolerate in your life and you have to flip them. The worship table where you understand that even when you're wounded, your worship will go further than anything the enemy can do against you. The beyond betrayal table is the one that teaches us that even though someone could betray you, when, when Judas betrayed him, did Jesus say, ah, I can't go to the cross anymore because I lost one of the people in my team. I can't fulfill my destiny. No. Even with betrayal, Jesus fulfilled his destiny. What does this mean? This table means, this table means that no matter who betrayed you or what abandoned you, you will still fulfill God's purpose in your life. If you're getting that, say amen. Beyond the pain, beyond the betrayal, beyond the heartache. Matthew 26, while they were eating, one of you will betray me. You will experience that. And this is the last one. If you've been through all of these, if you're committed to this, if you have a seat here, if you're willing to flip this, worship here, move beyond the betrayal here. And I just want to speak to anyone who has ever been betrayed. Move. This does not stop your destiny. When you're in this table, this will not define you. This will not limit you. This will not hinder you. This will not be a lid on you. Get ready. Get ready because even with human vacancy will never be greater than divine vindication. And this is the final table. This is the table that's not in Matthew, but it's in the Psalms. Why would it be composed and committed to this? Because it's a prophetic table prophesied by King David, the psalmist. And it's actually the culmination, according to what we hear in Revelation, it's the culmination and repeated in the Song of Solomons of all these tables combined. So if you do all of this, this is the outcome. What is this? This is Psalm 23, verse 5. This is where God says, have a seat. Have a seat, God? Yes, sir, have a seat. What's this, Lord? Samuel Rodriguez, yes, Lord. I'm sitting you down. Yes, Lord, why are you sitting me down? Because I prepare. I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Oh, no, you missed that. Get ready. God's going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies do you understand what this means you don't understand what this means you're gonna understand what this means because if your enemies are not going to heaven with you 
what does this mean? That means that your enemies, bring up here, up here, up here, up here, sit here, sit here. Let me see here. That's fear, depression. What is this? Sin, anxiety, shame. Turn around, turn around. Look at me. I want you to look at me. I want the Bible says he prepares a the Bible is specific you're not giving me your back you're gonna be looking at me while God feeds me while God prospers me while God takes me to the next level are you with me right now he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies fear is gonna see you blessed Depression is going to see you blessed. Sin is going to see you blessed. Anxiety, shame will see you blessed. Stand with me. Let me show you something. Hey, depression. Hey, depression. Don't you turn your back on me. You got used to seeing me in a fetal position. You got used to seeing me all jacked up, crying, discombobulated. Don't, give, don't you give your back on me. You're going to watch me. Hey, depression. Last time you saw me shriveled up, watch this. He prepares a table. Not only is he, I feel the Lord. You're about to see this take place. You jump from one season to another. I need you to hear me right now. Get ready. God's about to bless you and feed you in the presence of everything that came up to stop you. Not only that, it says, at this table, I will feed you. And at the same table, read it, Psalm 23. We don't have any verses that can go up there, supportive verses. No, Ricky, we haven't had them for the past 15 minutes. Were they raptured? All right. Psalm 23, verse 5. It says, he anoints your head with what? That means he anoints you in the presence of your enemies. Let me just say it right now. Next time, next time, fear, depression, sin, anxiety, and shame come your way. Approach your tent. Don't panic. All you need to say is, oh, y'all don't know what you're doing. Every time you come into my presence, God gives me a new anointing. You're about to be more anointed now than ever before. If you receive that, give God praise. 1 John 2.27 The anointing of God lives within you. This is it. Take the screenshot, baby. This is what's coming next for you. And by the way, He not only anoints you, my cup, in the presence of your enemies, God's not going to fill your cup this much, this much. God's going to pour out and overflow in the very presence of your enemies. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. You're about to be blessed, anointed, and experience overflow in the face of everything that hell unleashed against you. Now, if this word is 103% for you, I want you to find the best possible lion's roarish praise that you can find and give God the best expression of worship. Somebody praise like you're about to go to that table. Praise.
for this amazing church and those that are streaming are both physical campuses here, LA, all of our campuses, and our wonderful online church and our friends and followers right now watching all around the world. And those that are watching through television right now. Lord, thank you that in the presence of fear, depression, sin, anxiety, and shame, you feed us, you anoint us, and you provide in such a way where we experience overflow. Thank you, God, that we have a seat purchased by Jesus through the blood of Christ at the master's table. Thank you that we have the prophetic courage to flip every table out of alignment, whatever is selling out holiness, integrity, grace, faith, hope, truth, and love. We will flip that table. Thank you for the worshiping table. Thank you, God, for the table beyond betrayal. And thank you for you placing that seat for us in the presence of our enemies. We receive this prophetic impartation, this word from heaven, from your word and your spirit right now for all of our lives. We're fully committed to receiving everything that emerges from each of the corresponding tables. In Jesus' name. If you receive all of this, say, in Jesus' name. This message is from me and my house. I'm seated at the master's table. Today I flip all contrary tables. My life will no longer be transactional. It will be transformational. I will worship even with my wounds. I go beyond betrayal and thank you that you prepare a place for me, a table for me in the presence